Welcome in. These are the MMA Minutes. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Danny Gutierrez. What's going on, Sean? How are you doing? I'm well, I just we recorded this, uh, and it was about 41 minutes long, and I deleted it. Um, so we're recording this. And, uh, I'm it happens to the best of us, Sean. Uh, um, it happened to the worst of us here, because uh, that was bad. Um, but anyways, we are going to be previewing UFC 219. We went through a whole in-depth of you know talking about UFC 219, who we think is going to win. We talked about RDA versus Robbie Lawler. We talked about our fighters of the year. And uh, now we're just going to preview UFC 219 because now we're strapped <laughs> for time. Uh, let's jump, jump into it. Uh, main card, we got Carlos Condit, Neil Magny kicking it off in the welterweight division. Yes. Number eight, Carlos Condit, 30 and 10 in his career. Neil Magny, number 12, 19 and 7 in his career. Who you got? I got Carlos Condit. Uh, he's a former WEC welterweight champion, former UFC interim welterweight champion. He's such a great striker. He's dangerous off of his back. He's got some pretty good wrestling as well that we very rarely see. Uh, he's dangerous everywhere. Neil Magny's got some awesome footwork. He's got great cardio and great boxing as well. Uh, but where you see him fall is, is his submission game. Mm-hmm. So I really do believe that he should kind of up the ante in this fight. But in Carlos Condit, I feel like he's much more well-rounded, so I got to give it to him. And both of these guys are uh, coming off losses, so they have to. It's a high-stakes fight. Yeah, Neil Magny hasn't looked good. I mean, you look at his last three fights. He hasn't went over Johnny Hendricks, but it wasn't that impressive. He got staunched by Lorenz Larkin, and then just recently losing to Rafael dos Anjos. So he, you know, hasn't been looking impressive lately. And then, you know, obviously before that, had wins over Hector Lombard, Kevin Gastelum, yes. Eric Silvia, but hasn't really been able to get there. I'm going to go with Carlos Condit. I feel like in three rounds, Carlos Condit will do enough to at least yes. finish or at least put him, uh, Neil Magny, that is, put Neil Magny on the brink of being finished. I'm going with a natural-born killer in Carlos Condit. Now moving on, we have Cynthia Calvillo taking on Carla Esparza, number six Calvillo, taking on number nine, Carla Esparza, former champ Carla Esparza in the women's strawweight division. 6-0 Calvillo, 13-4 Esparza. Who you got, Danny? The undefeated stablemate Cynthia Calvillo, Team Alpha Male, is someone who I got to go with in this fight. Carla Esparza was the first women's strawweight champion, and she's a great wrestler. She's got some awesome chokes. She's great on the ground. She's got some pretty vicious ground and pound. Uh, but I feel like Cynthia Calvillo is all that and then some. I feel like she's just a notch higher than Carla Esparza. I feel like Cynthia Calvillo is one of the newer uh, stablemates in the strawweight division that's going to make a run for that title shot. Yeah, you mentioned it in the previous recording. Uh, you know, Obviously, being of Team Alpha Male, coached by Justin Buckholtz. She's got a great team around her. She's young, at least in fight years. Um, hasn't been around too long. Made her amateur debut in 2012. I know she's technically older than Esparza. Yes. Um, at least years here on, in in the earth, but at least in the fighting game. Esparza's been around um, in Bellator since 2012. So a younger fighter in Cynthia, Cynthia Calvillo, at least in fight years, um, I feel like that's going to pay to her advantage. I also feel like she's a better athlete and more well-rounded where Esparza is more of a one-trick pony. I'm going to go with Calvillo here. Now moving on, we are going to be talking in the lightweight division. Dan the Hangman Hooker, 15 yes. and 7 in his career out of New Zealand, taking on Mark Diakesi, the Bone Crusher from Congo, 12 and 1 in his career. Diakesi, a knockout machine, a highlight reel, a walking highlight reel, a, a crazy striker, taking on Dan Hooker. Who you got? I feel like this is one of two grappler versus striker matchups that this card has, and we'll be talking about that in the next one. But for this one, I got to take Mark Diakesi, the striker. Dan Hooker is improving on his striking. You saw that in his last fight with Ross Pearson. Ross Pearson's the Taekwondo black belt and has got some boxing, boxing experience. Excuse me. But Dan Hooker uh, threw a knee, and it landed, timed it perfectly well. But where Dan Hooker... Uh, embellishes is in his grappling uh he's a very high level grappler but mark diakesi i'm i feel like he uh is able to 
open up and these very tight openings and these very obscure situations that Dan Hooker is very unused to, and that's going to make him uncomfortable. So I got to go with Mark DiCassi just yeah. because of his uh, creative striking. An extremely, an extremely creative striker, like you mentioned. I feel like that's definitely going to give Hooker problems, but I'm going to go with Hooker. Um, Hooker has faced um, at least uh, creative strikers in Jason Knight previously and also Yair Rodriguez, and I feel like he's going to be able to at least solve Diakassi. I mean, if Diakassi is able to be creative and find holes, he's going to win. He's going to knock him out, but I feel like Hooker will be able to kind of edge those holes a little bit and be able to at least close out quickly on Diakassi and kind of close those holes out as well. I feel like he'll be able to at least... Get around Diakessi's great striking, and outside of his great striking, I don't know how great of a fighter Diakessi is. I don't know if he will be able to, you know, take what Hooker is giving him, or if he's going to try to create space. I think that Dan Hooker is going to be able to put push the envelope and be able to take down Diakessi and get the win. Now moving on to a co-main event, number two, Habib Nurmagomedov taking on Edson Barbosa, number four. We look at uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, twenty-four and zero on his career. Edson Barbosa, the fourth. Lightweight in the UFC 19 and 4. You got Habib or Barboza? Well, I'm going to turn this around real quick because I already know who you got. So let's talk about who you got. You got Habib, right? I got Habib. I think Habib's biggest fight is going to be the weight problem that he, uh, he's he <laughs> been dealing with. And I feel like if he's able to beat the scale tomorrow, I believe at 10 a.m. they do it in the uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, if he's able to beat the scale, I feel like that's going to be the biggest fight for Habib this weekend. If he's able to beat that, I feel like he's going to be able to beat Barboza because Barboza, fantastic striker, but Habib Nurmagomedov, in my mind, is probably the second best lightweight in in, in the world right now, just behind Connor. Khabib the Eagle Mag- Nurmagomedov, excuse me, uh, Sambo master from a very young age, comes from Dagestan, Russia, uh, is undefeated at 24 and 0, and has fought the best of the best. But like you said, he hasn't been able to make weight, and he's been taking these long layoffs. Edson Barboza has been fighting the best of the best. He's had some wins and had some losses against the best of the best. Um, His striking accuracy is so high level. Uh, His kicks are awesome. He's the only gentleman to actually finish fights with leg kicks, body kicks, and head kicks. He was the first gentleman to land a spinning wheel kick knockout on somebody and Terry at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in a, he's a, a well-accomplished uh, mixed martial artist now, but where where he uh, where he specializes in is his striking. So he's a Taekwondo uh, black belt, and he's also a black Pajid in Muay Thai. Um, he's a high-level striker, loves to kick and loves to mix it up with shots. Um, I got to go with Edson Barboza. I feel like he's fought guys who haven't been able to take him down. And when they haven't been able to take him down, that's that spells real big trouble for him. And uh, like we said, he's got a very high uh, takedown accuracy, takedown defense accuracy. So, but against, he against Khabib Nurmagomedov, that'll be that'll do pretty well. He hasn't fought a guy like Khabib who puts the pressure. No, he has takedown wise like Habib does. And Habib isn't going to be super successful, only successful about fifty percent of the time when he's going for takedowns. When he would take you down, he's not letting you up. That's the biggest thing with Habib Nurmagomedov. What I said in our first preview, I said I can either see a dominant performance by one guy, um, so either you know Habib knocking him out early, taking him down, and just brutalizing and beating up Barboza. I could see Barboza keeping it on the feet and just lighting up Habib, or I could see Habib win one round, Barboza come back, win the second round, and then in the third round we're going to see an all-out war where both of these guys go back and forth. I think ultimately we're going to get a great fight, though. Could you look at Edson Barboza's camp? Coming from Mark Henry, you know, a great stable of fighters there out in New York. You know, obviously Frankie Edgar's guys, um, you know, Mark Henry, fantastic coach. You look at Habib Nurmagomedov, you look at AKA, such a great camp. Luke Rockhold, yes. um, Habib Nurmagomedov, um, Daniel Kane Cormier, Velasquez. Kane Velasquez. I mean, you have some unreal fighters out there, some of the best uh, in, in the world right now. 
out at AK. So I think it's definitely going to be an interesting fight. I'm going to go with Habib, though. He's my boy. I can't go away from him. Uh, now moving on to the main event. Women's featherweight championship on the line. Chris Cyborg taking on Holly Holm. Cyborg 18-1 with one no contest in her career. Holly Holm 11-4 in her career. Holly Holm, after defeating Ronda Rousey, hasn't been, you know, super consistent. She hasn't been able to win fights consistently, but she's still a great fighter, and she's getting a title shot here. Do you think Holm has enough to take down Cyborg? It's a very interesting question. She is a former boxing champion, a former kickboxing champion, coming up in weight from 135, a former UFC 135-pound women's champion. Uh, she's very well accomplished, uh, very well-rounded. Uh, but is she going to get it done against Chris Cyborg? Uh, it depends on what game plan she uh, decides to go with against Chris Cyborg. If she wants to go toe-to-toe with Chris, with Chris Cyborg, I don't think that she will. However, I do believe that she is going to put together a very smart game plan in this fight. I feel like she's going to use a lot of her mobility. I feel like she's going to move around a lot, mix it up uh, with kicks, switch stances very well. And I think that's going to throw off Chris Cyborg's pressure. But that's the one thing that she has to get away from is the pressure of Chris Cyborg because Chris Cyborg comes forward like a machine and just does not stop coming. Like a Cyborg. And that's why Cyborg's going to win this one. I think she's going to put the pressure on Holly Holm. I know Holly Holm's got some impressive leg kicks, but I think Chris Cyborg's the better athlete, the better fighter, the more powerful fighter, the smarter fighter. I'm going Chris Cyborg. I know Holly Holm has great experience, has a great coach in uh, uh, Wickle John out in uh, uh, Albuquerque, but I feel like Cyborg's going to be able to piece it together and, and, and win another one and prove to 19-1 and probably be crowned the scariest women's fighter in American history. <laughs> I'm going to go with the underdog. i got to go with uh, the challenger, Holly Holm. I feel like her... Uh striking style is going to throw off Chris Cyborg just a little bit. Even though Cyborg has been working with Jason Perillo in her boxing, I feel like this is something that Holly Holm has been doing for a very long time, ever since she was a little girl. So now as a former women's champion in multiple combat sports, I feel like she's going into this fight with a lot of confidence. We'll see what happens. I I feel like it's definitely going to be uh, something for the ages if Holly Holm's able to not only take down Ronda Rousey, but also take down Chris Cyborg. It'll be definitely interesting to see what happens on December 30th at the T-Mobile Arena um, on Saturday. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Um, Thank you for listening. Sorry this is so short. Um, We would have talked about more things, but (laughs) I'm an idiot. So blame this one on me. Happy holidays, everyone. Hope you have a great New Year, and we will see you next year. Yep, we'll see you next year, guys.